Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Tanakwe and welcome to Business Desk Today, the daily wrap of our top stories. It's Friday the 1st of September and I'm Ben Moore. Today, better ways to do climate policy, more than 426,000 people now past due, and Kiwi's trust for AI plummets. But first, the curious case of NZ News Essentials. Dan Dunkley and Denise McNabb lead the day with an excellent piece about NZ News Essentials. The website emerged among the recent flurry of fringe outlets designed to publish content that targets the disaffected and often publishes misleading or outright false information. Until now, little information has been known about NZNE and The Centrist, which were both set up over the past year. Business Desk can reveal that the Canadian private equity tycoon James Terence Omer Grennan is associated with the alternative news ventures. NZNE, not to be confused with NZME, who is considering legal action over copyright infringement, focuses on far-right talking points, including questioning the negative impacts of colonization on Māori and promoting restrictive approaches to gender identification. Dan and Denise's piece on the website that purports to be a news outlet questions the validity of that assertion and explores the strangeness and secrecy around it. In a guest column, two climate change scholars, Adrian Macy and David Frame, note that judging by the policy announcements from the major parties, climate change is not top of political minds as election approaches. While worrying for those seeking faster reduction of emissions, the upside is that the last thing anyone should want is more ad hoc, politically implausible, vote-seeking soundbites that plague pre-election periods, but which cannot advance durable policy. What's needed, they say, is at least a bipartisan core supported by the two major parties, something that's been achieved for the Zero Carbon Act and New Zealand's transition to net zero by 2050. But the column questions whether the next government will be up to revisiting the nationally determined contribution toward global emissions reduction and ask the hard questions about how it was arrived at and how well-founded it is. Brent Melville reports on data from credit bureau Centrix showing worrying trends for consumer debt. Loan vehicle arrears were at 6% of all active accounts last month and up by an annual 31% to a three-year high, while personal loan payment arrears were up 17% year-on-year. It puts total consumer arrears at 426,000 people, up 12,000 month-on-month, or 11.7% of the active credit population. Credit card demand was up almost a quarter during August, while vehicle loan applications remain 19% up on 12 months prior. Mortgage delinquencies hovered around 18,800 during the month, which is up 31% year-on-year, with the hardest-hit areas including the Apotiki and Waitomo regions at 3.37% and 2.75% of all mortgages being passed due. The highest average outstanding mortgages remain in Auckland at $677,334, where 2.25% of borrowers were in arrears, and Queenstown Lakes at $561,990, where 2.13% of borrowers remain behind. After the break, Kiwi trust in AI is very low. Why doesn't the government seem worried? Plus, a look at the markets. Welcome back. On the latest episode of The Business of Tech, Peter Griffin and I look at some stats showing how New Zealanders feel about AI and ask what we should do about it. 
Australia is quite low in this Ipsos um, study as well. And, and they basically said, we're in the midst of the robo-debt uh, Royal Commission uh, over there, um, which was this awful system they introduced in 2016 to try and automatically uh, estimate uh, people's welfare payments and penalties if they uh, were claiming the wrong thing. That They've completely screwed that up. So that has become, in the Australian psyche, a real thing, uh, you know, automated systems in government, low trust in it. Then you've got, uh, obviously, the, the recent data breaches, Optus and um, Medibank in particular. And so, th- so they've been burnt a lot more than us, I think. But in these other studies, we're, we're seeing there's a flurry, flurry off them at the moment from Data Commons Zero, basically saying sort of similar things, but looking at the business community is that... Mm. There's a lot of fear that uh, regulation isn't sort of keeping up with um, what is actually possible with that. And they're worried about burning themselves and their customers. Find the Business of Tech podcast on your platform of choice for the full episode, which also features a pretty fascinating discussion about the future of augmented and virtual reality. And now, the markets. The New Zealand share market, unsettled by mixed company results, slowing economy and election uncertainty, fell more than 4% in August, the worst trading month for more than a year. The S&P NZX50 went as low as 11,455.71 in the morning before recovering strongly to close at 11,554.48, up 33.36 points or 0.29%. It meant the index was down nearly 4.15% for the month. The biggest previous slide was 3.9% in June last year. The session was extended for the quarterly rebalancing of the MSCI indices, and in the flurry of late trading, 81.46 million shares worth $368.39 million changed hands. There were 76 gainers and 57 decliners on the main board. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Have a great Friday and an even better weekend. Kakite. Ka